Welcome to episode 51 of the Snapback Sports Pod. On this episode, we had a special guest, Trayvon Jackson, former point guard for the Wisconsin Badgers and G League superstar and Slovakian League superstar. Stay tuned for that interview. We're also doing NFL Week 14 recap, as well as Ava and I right now are in the craziest matchup in the Snapback uh, Fantasy League. We're in the playoffs. It's going down to the wire, so let's get into it. down goes Frazier! Auburn's going to win the football game! Auburn's going to win the football game! Curry, way down top. Bang! Bang! Gives it to Jenkins for the championship! Man, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. So, thanks for coming on, man. These guys, they get sick of hearing me and Jack. Before we get into your intro, which would be special, I promise, I just want to let everyone know, and we call them the family. Our listeners are the family. We're the fam. They make us who we are, but... Trayvon actually happened to pick up my brother and I on the way to Staples Center. We had such a good conversation. I was like, he looks like, I feel like I've seen him on TV before. And nonetheless, Trayvon played in Wisconsin. You played in one Final Four? Played in two, back to back. So, one national championship, one Final Four. That's a perfect segue into... My, My favorite, favorite story, story is what happened, you know, in the first round four and then the redemption. Yes. So, so, so let the people, people know about the redemption. Man, so first round of four, uh, you know, going to school in Wisconsin, we weren't projected to go that high. We had a great run. We played against Kentucky uh, the first time when they had the Harrison Twins, Julius Randle, uh, a few other guys as well. And then I had a chance to hit the game winning shot, the last shot of the game, or last shot of the, yeah, last shot of the game, missed it. And that year I hit about two or three game winners. So it was tough. Next year, uh, it was literally like playing the same schedule all over again the NCAA. We played Oregon again, we played Arizona again, we played Kentucky. I had got hurt, came back in the Sweet 16 versus Carolina, played against Kentucky 36 and 0 in the Final Four when they had the the blue squad and the white squad that was a rotation of 10 NBA guys yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 that was like the best team that never was like D-Book Cat yes uh, D-Book was coming off the bench that's crazy <laughs> funny story Abe and I actually took down a platoon system in our charity basketball tournament this summer but, okay that's not to digress <laughs> similar competition yeah so so that platoon system was stacked uh, we were able to, to uh, win I don't consider it an upset because we don't don't believe it was but obviously everybody else believed it was so and then unfortunately we fell just a little bit short to duke's uh squad coach k they had just a little bit more than us and we ended up there was some questionable, questionable refereeing that second half that national championship <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah with, that was a team with like ja justice winslow yep. grayson allen yep uh, we had played them we had played them earlier that year too they had beat us in madison but um, but um, this game we were confident. But I mean, I always tell people that game it was deeper than just 
you know, refereeing and things like that, they they had a little bit more uh, togetherness that put them through. I think Coach K did a good job of keeping those guys um, there. We just fell a little bit short. That was all. Right. That was, uh, that was uh, Tyus, Tyus Jones' year. He was really a big floor general for them. I think did they bring Grayson out off the bench that year. Yeah, Tyus and Grayson had huge Final Fours, and I think that's kind of what propelled Tyus to leave because. He was solid throughout the whole year, but then he really took over in that Final Four game, or the national championship game against us. Now, be Man, that was five years ago, so it seems like I don't really remember. I just remember him. I, honestly, man, I, t- I tell people this all the time. Like, the Final Four was like a blur to me. because of, trivia, right? Yeah, like it was just like a blur because of how – just so much stuff was going on with me personally with us as a team and it was like I don't really remember that much I remember bits and pieces so when I go back and watch the game sometimes I'll be like oh I do I remember that now there's so much hype leading up to it like there's so much media attention there's probably a bunch of stuff going on before the game team appearances that like you almost forget like we're here to play it yeah and it was it was it was funny because after they had won you know, the confetti falls down and, you know, everything comes up. And then it's like, wow, that's it. We, we drove up there with the, you know, with the brigade, the barricade of cops and all that. We drove back regular. So it was like. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really funny. Funny. Um, um, all right. I, I like how you talked, talked about, about, like, how they were together. Because you look at last year, they had Zion, R.J. Barrett, Cam Rash, and they never seemed to put it together. But. You were, you were telling, telling me in the, in the car, car about how, like, how like, you, you felt, felt like you changed the culture at Wisconsin. And, and I think that ties into what you're working on now with all the mental stuff. You also have the mental of coming off an injury, coming back from injury. Tell us like a little about what you're working on now. And then also about how that kind of impacts or what you wish you knew or what you want to at least let people know going forward. Well, the main thing I wish I knew back then which I, I can't say I wish I knew, wish I did back then was actually follow through with the plans that I'm working on now. You know, as everybody knows, you know, success is not just like an over overnight type of thing. And I'm as I'm getting older, just in my career and just in life, I really wanted to um, expand and see how I can help others, you know, with the things that I've been taught. And that led me to a consulting and advising agency. Um, that's a management company called Success Epitomized. And what we do is we focus on helping people um, in the field of spiritual psychology, which is a fancy, fancy word for helping you understand how to let your minds work for you, not against you. And as as you know, in sports, there's so much emotional, mental, you know, type of ups and downs throughout the season, throughout the games, and throughout all of that. That if you're not if you're not mentally tough enough, then it can it can kind of go both ways. And that's the thing that in college, um, I really tried to instill in our guys, and not just me, but just everybody, we really tried to instill, let's let's do things differently here at Wisconsin that has never been done. Why can't we go to the Final Four? Why can't we win national championships? Like, why can't we do these things? That was our mantra that year, um, my junior year and going into the senior year. So by the time senior year came around, we were so, um, you know, tapped in. <laughs> As, uh, so to speak, that it was a it was a given that we expected it, but that wasn't the case going into it, you know, at all. So recently, uh, within about the last two years, I've been going through training. I've been doing it already, the systems that I've been doing, but I was going through training to actually become an actual uh, specialist within this agency, and it's been good, man. I've, I've met a lot of people. I've grown a lot, and. 
that that would be the only thing I wish I could have did back then was follow through um, with what I knew what to do then. So that that's that's a that's a short short version of what I'm doing. Right. I think I think what you're talking about is how. I mean, these athletes nowadays, they're, they're under so much limelight spotlight, even at the collegiate level, not even professionally. It's like, take, it, take the media, for instance. You say one thing, you comment one thing on social media, make one thing your caption, and the media can spin it into whatever they want it to be, but in reality, that's not what you were trying to portray or say. And when, when they say stuff that goes against what you actually mean, it actually takes a huge effect on your mental toll, which... Inevitably, it's going to screw you over on the court when you're going to be thinking about this stuff. So, I think it's very important how what you guys are doing over there in terms of just because people don't view, let's be honest, people don't view athletes as, like the casual fan doesn't view an athlete as like a person. They just no, they don't. They don't. They just think, they just think they're, they're a product on the court and they need to help their team win. But like these guys, like you at college, you're reading all this stuff and it affects your mental. So, I think that's awesome what you're doing. Yeah, it's huge, man, because, again, most people don't understand what it takes to actually be successful. Like, we all we all know, okay, what do they tell you? Just get in the gym and work hard or, you know, get a bunch of shots up. But, like, how? Okay, <laughs> what are the times? Like, okay, all right, what do I need to do specifically to guarantee this? And if you look, at, I love architects and I love, like, uh, you know, people of that type of field because... They actually sit down, they draw out everything of the building to the littlest minute detail because if they don't build that building right, the foundation is gonna fall when like a storm or something comes. Well, we all go through storms in life and we all go through stuff and like that's just part of life, but we get off of our plans that we set up because we don't necessarily go down to those minute details that matter. And that's basically what we help do is, okay, this is what you need to do, but this is also the process and the plan that you're gonna go through. And this is why you're going to go through it. And we're going to help you understand it so that you can stand firm and be like, oh, okay, it's just a little bit of rain rather than it being like, oh my gosh, my building's going to fall. Like, you know what I mean? Like we really help explain the process of why. And most people don't know how they're successful. Like like for me in college, I was just, all right, let's go to the gym. Let's get it in. Like (laughs) it's the reason why you do certain things. So. I think, I think that, that there's, there's there's one part, part that Abe's talking about, which is, you know, the scrutiny that that has yeah, but, but I think you're also working heavily and even maybe more on visualizing success, coming up with plans for success. And I think, like, in in life, in sports, you have these players, there's winners and there's losers. There's whatever reason, some guy always comes out on top. It's just watching Tom Brady. Yes, I was thinking about it. You have to lose, but... Nine, Nine times, times out of ten, ten no, he, he somehow, somewhere, and he will call it luck, but it's because he visualizes it, he has a plan, and like, like you're speaking about, about, he really, he just, he gets the job done. And the rest. And the rest. No, the rest. Abe must not like the Patriots. I'm an Eagles fan. The rest were brutal today against the Patriots, I'm not going to lie. Trayvon, so tell us a little bit about post-career at Wisconsin. Man, it's been a journey in itself. So, like, um, I played my first year out. I played in the G League, played with the Iowa Energy. Was going through uh, just life in- issues, a lot of mental health things, uh, a lot of similar things that's kind of going on with society today. Um, so I took some time off because I knew that personally if, um, if 
I can't be like myself in, in the team, then I need to take time off. And so I took about I took about a year and a half off of hooping professionally. I was still working out and stuff. Was able to work my way back up. Played in the small league, man, Rochester, New York, in a league that's not even um, available anymore. It just, I, I, I don't know if I've ever heard of that. It's not, it's not there anymore. Like, <laughs> it literally popped up that year. I needed to get some film. So I played a couple months there. Was able to go to first league, top league, Slovakia, which was great because um, it's funny because they, I didn't, the league was so small that I played in. They didn't have stats. There was only two teams in our <laughs> league that had stats. Um, I don't know if you guys remember um, who was the guy that hit the shot. Chris Jenkins, I think, for Villanova. Yeah, yeah. So he played. He played on the top team, and there was a few other guys that played uh, that I recognized. Guy from Duke as well. They were on like the, the top team. I was like in the team in the middle of the road, and uh, so I got film from that league and was able to go to Slovakia, but I did. they did not keep stats. So the team in Slovakia was like, where's the stats at? And I was just like... Yeah, I was like, look, the film's here. Like, I'm sorry, they just didn't keep it. You know, that's unheard of to go to Europe without any stats. But again, like I'm saying, hit, hit, look at the system. <laughs> Anyways... But uh, we were able to, I was able to get into there and um, had a great year um, this past year in Slovakia where I was able to make the all-star team and have a good good opportunity, which propelled me to get an opportunity in the G League with uh, the Bucks uh, G League team, the Herd. Um, it was great. I got a chance to go, you know, work out with the team during open gym. Then I had training camp. Unfortunately, wasn't able to, you know, make the team after training camp. So this past month, I've just been working on other things besides that. Um, you know, like I said, with the consulting and other entertainment things as well, while I'm staying ready. So something should be opening up here soon within the next few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Before, I want you to tell the story, kind of the business, business side, side that you discovered, discovered what, um, trying, trying to make, to make the box, box and all of that. that. But first, but like, like, I think playing overseas is awesome, awesome but, but we need, we to, need have to have a conversation. conversation. Like, when, when I, I picture, picture going overseas, like to be in Spain or Italy, like, what the hell Man, honestly... I'll say this, and it was it was incredible. Don't worry, we don't have. I don't think we have many Slovakians. <laughs> no, I, no, honestly, it was incredible because it, it's it's really the mentality and the mindset that I went into. It, I was going to make the best out of it. I heard of like horror stories overseas, and I never wanted really? to go for that. But my team, my club that I was with, Jelena, uh, I was in a town of about ninety thousand. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful city, beautiful country. Um, it it was like. It was so green, and I didn't expect that. You know, you see Europe in the movies is always great. Yeah. So I was like, it's rainy, you know. Nah, that wasn't the case. It was beautiful. And the, the club that I played for, you know, they paid on time. <laughs> they did <laughs> They did all the little things that you wanted as a club. They, I had a great relationship. Yeah, like, no, no, this this club did. That was the uh, team in uh, New York I was talking about, in Rochester. Uh, that, they, they didn't keep that. Slovakia, it's a FIBA, you know, certified league, so... Yeah. It's a great time. I enjoyed it, and it's funny. My agent told me, he said, uh, he said, man, hey, just I gotta tell you, bro, when you go to Slovakia, just just be careful. I was like, for what? He said, bro, the women over there are gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> I said, man, whatever, bro. Because at the time living in LA, I'm like, bro, I'm in LA, bro. It's like can't be. Where I get there, I said, oh my goodness, let me stay focused because it's a different type of culture. It's more of you know. It's different over there, so <laughs> I enjoyed it, man. I really did. All right, I, I think I have a few just random questions. questions about okay. Toughest, Toughest player, player you ever had to guard? Kiefer Sykes. 
By far. Ooh. One more time. Kiefer <laughs> Sykes, YouTube him. He's playing in the CBA right now in wow. China. He just dropped 50. Why he Why in the CBA? Well, he was. He's small. He's only like 5'10", but like super bouncy. And he played in the league for a little bit, but he really just didn't get a shake. So. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm about, I'm about to be in his DMs. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll get him over here. Hey, he'd do fun. I, I, I guarantee you that. He'd do fun. <laughs> All right, I got another. Um, so, growing up, who did you, if there's one player that you watched, that you grew up watching, that you modeled your game after, who would that be? D. Will, Darren Williams in his prime when he was yeah. with the Jazz. Okay. Yes. Big guard, handles, could shoot it. At that time, there wasn't too many big guards. You know, high school, for me, like 2011, 2012, it was D. Rose, D. Will, CP3. Those are the top three guards. So I, I modeled my game after Jack's a big, Jack's a big CP3 guy. I like CP3. I like, well, I like to call him Officer, officer, officer CP3 after the other night. <laughs> <laughs> did you see that? Oh, yeah, I did see it when he was like, uh, he was like <laughs> he's oh, smart, he's though. Like, come on, bro. Just I, 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 that's smart. That's shrewd. That's no, 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 he, he won on the game. game. He won on the game. I love <laughs> that. Because I'll do the same cheap, cheeky stuff. It's like, it's not really cheap. It's just look, it's looked down upon. I once, I once punched one of Ava and I's friends in the stomach in a basketball game. and Wow. Wow. Um, which led, led to a win. win. So, so sometimes, you know, you gotta make plays. But, but CP3's gotten a tough, tough rep. rep. Like, like he, he came into the league, and it was a story about how his grandfather passed away, and that night he scored 62, which was his age. And like, I was like, oh my god, this guy's amazing. And then he was super awesome with, you know, the Clippers and the Hornets. And then now it just seems like everyone hates him. Yeah, it's tough. You can tell he's he's you can tell he's reaping a lot of. Stuff he probably had earlier in his career that probably got swept under the rug, like little personal stuff that nobody talks about. But I really like how he's handling himself now because he seems like a great guy. I met him a couple times. He was, or, yeah, he's pretty nice, man. He was cool. To see me. Eight, years eight years ago today, today actually, actually, it's the anniversary, the anniversary of when that trade for the Lakers got vetoed. It would have been him and Kobe together. Wow, well, how much different would things be now? Wow. Crazy, man. And they wouldn't. I bet you nowadays, if a trade like that went down in the era that we are with superstars teaming up, Adam Silver wouldn't blink an eye. Oh no, no! It'd be like it's okay. Big players in a big market. That's money in my pocket. Sign me up. Yeah. Trayvon, so tell us about the experience with the Bucks and you know how you kind of learned about the business side of what really happened in the league. And you know, obviously they're super good players and it's competitive camp, but you mentioned a lot about you know you have to make it. You need to score like twenty points in five minutes and tryouts and all of that. Yeah, I mean it, it's it's again it's it's how you look at it. I would say it's how you look at um, how you go into any situation. I understood going into the camp what they had as far as exhibit ten guys, two way contract players, and affiliate players. What I didn't, what I was not aware of was in the G League how it works is you go to camp and then a day before camp they have a day or two before camp they have the G League draft. So I had already committed to the Bucks weeks before this camp, uh, expecting you know to go in there, be uh, fight for the position as a third guard because the two-way player that they have, Frank Mason, who's a two-way with the Bucks, he's going to play regardless. Then they had Jalen Adams, a uh, good good guy. He was just with the Hawks last year. He's on Exhibit Ten, and then me uh, on there as well. So there's three guards, and you know most teams now play two guards. So if you have three guards in your rotation, you're going to play a lot. That was my biggest thing is just play. Well, they ended up drafting another guy 
Um, really good guy as well uh, from college, and they ended up drafting him. And then they drafted another guy as well from Oregon State. So I come into camp. I'm like, oh, okay, so this is what's kind of going on. And I played well. I played well. I did, you know, the best I could with the opportunities I was given. I had a great, you know, run and practice and stuff like that. But the thing about the league is, is a lot of times, like I talked about with these plans and stuff that I do in my life, they do the same things for their systems as well. They already determine this is what we want to do. This is the direction we're going to go in. So we're going to give these guys the most opportunities and we're going to invest into to them the most. And that that was that allowed me to be able to understand so I can keep moving forward because this is why a lot of guys get so upset because they don't understand the the business side of things with with the game um so they brought me in they told me you know hey we know you can play we know you deserve to be in this league you know with us we just don't have the numbers there's nothing that you did that that is saying oh you can do this more you can do that they're like, okay, you can shoot the ball better, but everybody can shoot the ball better. But it wasn't like you need to do this. Or it was literally we just don't have the numbers. So I said, I mean, I couldn't, I can't complain about that. They were a great organization. They were honest with me. And in those situations, it's just kind of like a tough shake. But I looked at it as a positive because considering where I came from, you know what I mean, being at the lowest of lows, not even playing to almost a year and a half, two years later, getting back into a position that most players in my my shoes don't get back into so it was a great great learning curve for me and you know just moving forward now I learned a lot from it I feel like it confirms that you can still play it was more just a business thing right yeah absolutely and I mean it's life like it's like you gotta you gotta choose how you look at it you look at it as like I went through the you know the little ups and downs with it like man can I am I really good am I not like no I know I'm nice I gotta believe that like I gotta I gotta stand on it yeah bro I prepared for it I put all the work in every single day in the summer you know not just physically but everything else as well so it just that's how it happens so if this door closes that means another door that's better has to be opening it's my job to be prepared for that and expand that's what i've been doing man it's helped me do other things and prepare in this time period that i've been waiting so when i do leave you know it's gonna be good i feel that so it's like so you're talking about how when they, they, milwaukee brought you in uh it was nothing that you did really on the court that then they made the situation they were in with the roster as if they kind of knew the direction they were going in and more so to walk guys in just to like help confirm that so, so hypothetically speaking, and I'm sure they will, another team comes calling. Is that something you'll look at to see who who the guys they're bringing in, what they're expecting out of you, who they're going to take before you say, okay, I'm going to get my hopes up, go out there and try and make this team, or you're just ready to go for whoever gives you a call? Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's exactly what I got to do. And just like any business deal, you know, you're not just going to jump into a business deal that just comes up because it's the thing that's available. You want to count the cost and sit down and say, okay, what do I need to do in this position that I'm going to be in? And as a player, I have to look at the makeup of the roster, not to compete against other guys, because that's not the whole point. I compete with myself and I compete against the other team. And as long as I get out there and get a chance and an opportunity, then that's, that's the case. You know what I mean? And I would definitely look at the landscape of things before I committed to anything. I don't care if that's a great situation or a not good situation. You just never just dismiss it fully and just hop right in. So that's that would be my mentality going forward. I 
just realized, Abe, that you're no longer the best left league basketball player that's been on the podcast. Oh, so sorry. Lefty. <laughs> yeah, he's right, Trayvon, you're a Yes, I am. Who's the, who's the lefty? Abe, the Okay, hey, if you want to take it, I mean. We haven't played one on one, so I'll just say, he might want to take it, but he can't take it, I promise you that. No, I mean, the jury's still out because we've yet to play one on one. We will slide out of I went to. I went to. I went to Penn State. So okay. If you you obviously know what's good with the basketball program there. Yep. Basically nothing. They need some mental. Actually, we're having a good year to start. We're having a good season so far. But yeah, see, I wasn't good enough to even make the club team there. Okay. All right. Well, I love the confidence though. The confidence is coming off like you know it, right? I know you're working on that. I've never stepped on the court and not been the best player on the floor. I know you're working on the basketball game, but there's no one whose confidence is higher than you. Trust me. You don't have to worry. You're the best left and not when it comes to time. I mean, if someone steps in front of you as a competitor, you have to think you're better than them every time you step on the floor. I agree with the mentality. I agree. I agree with it, but I also agree with preparing to. To, to know you better so you're not just thinking it because a lot of people out here that that think it they, they don't necessarily do it you know what I mean no, no, so. except for my, my, my pickup pick and my rec league alright Trayvon we're going to put you on the spot if there's a story from whether it's Wisconsin whether it's the G League whether it's Slovakia that just like we need you to hear and you might not have one if you have anything in the bag that is like an icebreaker that's story but I don't feel comfortable <laughs> sharing that. Especially okay, in college, it. when it was in my college day, I was like, eh. All right, we will yeah. discuss after the recording. If anyone, anyone wants to hear it, it y'all better not be recording that either. I don't know. I will show it, stop recording, but they know to DM Abe and I. And we'll give them we'll give them pieces, but not not all pieces. Okay. But thank you for coming on to the podcast. It was a blast to have you. Thanks for having me. Are you familiar with Yelp? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, definitely. Like, on Yelp, people leave reviews or they refer other people. So, we like to think of ourselves as the Yelp of podcasting. Any other friends who you think would be entertaining for the pod, you'll let us know. Other than that, uh, good luck with your success. We're obviously rooting for you. I mean, because we want to have everyone who comes on just take off. But you can follow Trayvon at T underscore Jack 12 on Instagram. Do you have a Twitter? I don't have a Twitter, just okay. just IG. So, okay. yeah. so follow yeah. Trayvon there. Maybe, Maybe he'll tell you the story. story. <laughs> Probably <laughs> not, but we'll see what we can get from him. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. It was a blast. Whatever you want. I guess we have one more question. You are a basketball player, and give me your NBA Finals prediction and championship this year. All right, now. Mm, well, I got a friend that plays for the Sixers, so I, I still not, I'm still hell, not putting hell. them in there. Um, who's, your, who's your buddy? Uh, Trey, Trey Burke. It's a oh, oh, from Columbus. Oh, 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 o
No, 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 no. no. He went to Cincinnati, but I thought he, he went to Cincinnati. Oh, no, he, he he's from Cincinnati, but went oh, to Florida oh, okay. State. Um, Aaron something. He was in our class. I forget. But all of our four classes, we were in Columbus, uh, Central Ohio area. Yeah, that that was. Yeah, well, no, you know, growing up, growing up, yeah, growing up in yeah, Columbus, yeah. that's like the main school. So we all did, but they had, they already had their, you know, they had craft, and they had, uh, I think they just had craft, I yeah, believe. Yeah. yeah. He was so. their savvy four-year guard, though. Yeah, he did great. He did awesome. So, yeah, yeah, I need, yeah, I need the yeah, NBA, NBA Finals prediction of the champion. And you and don't, you have, don't to have to say, Trey Burke, honestly, if you don't say this, no, I'm series, not, I will be thrilled. No, 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 it's, <laughs> it's not that. Honestly, I think, honestly, with what I'm seeing now, I will have to say Milwaukee and... Someone Do you get a ring, ring for that? that? If you, you came, came to train camp? Nah, no, 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 no. That was the main. I was just in the G League training camp. That was the main training camp. So, no, I'm going to say. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the Lakers. I, uh, I think I think they'll be able to pull it off. Lakers and, and Milwaukee in the finals. There you go. Sure. All right, all right, all right. Trayvon, really appreciate it, man. It's a lot of fun. Obviously, welcome back whenever. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it, man. Talking about ED isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like I lost my mojo or we avoid it altogether. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation, ongoing care for ED. The doctor will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you free two-day shipping. Just go to roman.com slash bluewire to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash bluewire for a free visit to get started. All right, Abe. Let's start with the matchup. So we're recording in the middle of Sunday Night Football. I'm currently up with no players remaining. I hate you, Kyler Murray. He had nine points. He Instead of running in a touchdown, he throws a pick. That was an eight-point swing, and I have to imagine that's going to flip the matchup. Three picks from Kyler. One was garbage time on fourth and 17 with 20 seconds left. But the other one was he could have walked into the end zone and he threw a pick. That's an eight-point swing. That's, like, actually brutal because of how tight. So I'm right. at 120.86. You're at 83.16. Robert Woods has – he's in the red zone, damn it, with four <laughs> catches, 60 yards. He has 10 points. Right. Let's, still, just tell him, let's just tell him – all right, so – You have Saquon? Ha- right, Jeff. Who's your number one Let pick. me handle this. Let me handle this. Okay. So going – before we hit record tonight, it was right before the Sunday night football game started. Throw out what everyone else did. I was down 50 points to Jack um, with Saquon, Robert Woods, and Alshon Jeffrey left. And was projected, I think, well, now I'm projected to win by, I think, 1.4. Uh, check the math. Check the math. Yeah, 1.6. 1.6. So, I was projected to lose by two before this matchup, but all day. Is it not? Has it not been within, like, five points the entire day? Insane. Insane. Absolutely wild. Um, did we ever get a punishment? Uh, someone's – I think it's, like – Let's go with, like, uh, maybe have to buy a Mitch Trubisky jersey and wear it for a game. That's fair. All right, sure. <laughs> well, we can think of something else if you lose. Um, sure. But, yeah, I mean, this is coming down to tomorrow night. I just need Robert Woods to put in a little work, and then Alshon and Saquon will probably – you know what's going to happen? You know what's going to happen? Alshon big, Saquon small, down to the wire. Right? And Eagles and I lose. <laughs> because how else would it go, you know? 
So the only bone to pick I have with everyone in the lineups, like we both got solid production out of our kickers, our defense, our flexes, our tight ends did well. You know, everyone played well, except for my top player, Alvin Kamara. The Saints scored 46 points and Kamara had five fantasy points. That's that's brutal. Yeah, I mean, but you could also say Drew Locke, first off, right, same potential. idea. Look out for potential GOAT. Because he hooped. Is Drew Locke um, the baby goat? In the first, you said it, not me. <laughs> in the first half, Drew Locke threw a touchdown to every person in the state of Texas that wasn't named Cortland Sutton. <laughs> it was actually impressive. These guys were actually nobodies who were catching these touchdowns. I didn't watch that game, but I mean, yeah, Kamara put up nothing for you, but man, how about that game? Yeah, I think Houston Texans remain the toughest team in the league. To I was figure talking out. about the Saints game. Oh, oh, you! I thought you were going off Cortland. God, we got to work on our chem. No, I just said, <laughs> forget it. Cut this, Charlie. <laughs> um, that yeah, that me. that game was uh, really, really, really fun. I picked the Niners to win on my snap story. Everyone in the world told me that I was a clown. I'm an idiot. All of that, and um, I wasn't because Jimmy G. Max, whatever, $130 million, Gucci Garoppolo, he came up big, and no one can really deny it. On the road, top defense in the league getting absolutely shredded. He didn't blink, scored 48 in the Dome. I I know you will never give them credit, and even after they won the game, you still wrote that was the cutest of wins. But can you just give them a little credit, like a, a tiny bit? Good win. <laughs> the best part about that game the best part was Wait, oh no. uh, my brother just texted oh, me Woods. No. My brother oh, Yep, that's a touchdown no. for Robert Woods, baby. Oh my god. Projected a win by nine. Okay, where was I? Um you should probably Amazon Prime that Mitch Trubisky jersey, by the way. <laughs> um the white one they wore against Dallas was pretty cool. If Color you rush, that, I would if you want to get that cool. one. Yeah. Okay. But the best part about that game, the Saints all offseason complaining, Oh, we should have went to the Super Bowl, blah 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 blah. Oh yeah, maybe you should have. Um but did you see uh, that one on the fake punt they ran on fourth and eighteen? Yeah, blatant pass interference. But do you know? Do you know the rule? Um, let's pretend <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna based off your reaction. So there's actually <laughs> no pass interference on fake punt passes. I so didn't you're know. Telling me, so you're telling me the second he broke out to run a route, he could have taken out his legs? No. So that's what someone asked me, and you can still hold. Because, like, they're still technically holding on the return, right? You can't just grab a guy. But the second the ball goes airborne, it's there's no pass interference, which is smart. Because it's a really good rule. Or else every time down, uh, as a gunner, you could just throw a pass at their back and it would be pass interference. So they could not challenge that so you're one. So you're telling me that the 49ers defender, the second the ball was thrown, could have laid out the receiver? That's correct. That would have been electric. I mean, he did. Just to see. No, he did give been him electric. no chance. No, he gave him no chance. But that would have been electric just to see the whole stadium's reaction, knowing that 70,000 yeah. people yeah. didn't know the rule. I mean, they still didn't. They still thought they were going to get the call. Um, finally, Abe gave a little, a tiny bit of respect. I, I genuinely call that believe. Respect? I think Niners are best team in the NFC. I've been saying it. Did, didn't this what? game have a feel of like? Do you remember the game last year with the Saints and the Rams? Yeah, um, Michael no, not... Thomas in the dome, and it was like, this doesn't feel like the last time we're going to see these teams. No, play. it feels like this game happens in San Francisco. 
Which I'm, I'm down for. I mean, yeah, that game pretty much locks up the winner of the NFC. I mean, assuming the winner of the NFC West is going to be the one seed, essentially. But the Rams are the Rams are up 14-3, so that would be huge for Robert San Francisco. Woods, my guy. I know. This is my brutal. My absolute guy. Um, oh, damn it. <laughs> uh, speaking of refereeing, though, you didn't watch the game, so I'll, I'll cover this. Um, you're, you're free to give your opinion, though, uh, on the game, but... For the first time in NFL history, the New England Patriots got absolutely jobbed by the referees. Like, it was – they cost them three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. And you know who feels bad for them? Absolutely nobody. Literally not a single person on the field. Not even the Patriots. Uh, They don't care. No, they do. They were booing in the first half. Listen, all right, here's my recap of the game. Mahomes, and we've been saying this, the Chiefs are the scariest team in the AFC to contend with the Ravens. No. Uh, What, are they not? No, they're they're scarier than the Ravens. Okay, but I'm saying the Ravens are one, uh, so to contend with the Ravens. Um, The Patriots' offense, it's just abysmal. It is. I know they scored 16 points. They they probably should have had another offensive touchdown. Like, fakely, barely scored 16 points. Right, so they had one touchdown that came off a flea flicker. They had one touchdown that was a 20-yard drive off of a blocked punt. Their drive to get down to the Chiefs' 10-yard line was off a halfback pass that went for 50. Um, they just – they're not going to be able to score. And that defense – listen, it's not a bad defense. It, it might even be a top-five defense. They can cause turnover. Special teams is spectacular. They have the coaching. But it's not – there were people talking about that defense. Like, it was the best defense of all time, potentially. They've they've now faced Deshaun Watson, Mahomes, Lamar. They're zero and three against those three. The only team they beat in that four game stretch was I'm having a, a, a tough recall. Do you do you remember? Yeah, I remember. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it was the Eagles. Yeah, uh, we'll Carson Wentz. It. We'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah, that. Oh, I forgot we even have to talk about that. Um, but listen, this is this, that was as much as you know the NFC that didn't. It did mean a lot, that Niners-Saints game, because now Niners are have that tiebreaker over the Saints if the Seahawks fall, and then that Week 17 game. But the AFC now, there's almost, I know there's still three weeks it's left. pretty much set. Pretty clear picture for the most part. Ravens should be the one. They have a game up on uh, New England. Magic and have, number of two, right? Just got to win two of your last three? Correct. We have to win two of our last three, which we, and beating the Bills was huge because they theoretically could have been in contention. Uh, so Ravens won. Pats are now two, but they're only a game up on the Chiefs, uh, who are nine and four. The Texans fell at home. That was a brutal loss because they have a tiebreaker over the what, Chiefs. What is good with them? I don't know. <laughs> they're they're good enough, no doubt, to even maybe go to an AFC Championship. But there's no way they can put three consistent games together. They're just they just don't do it. On the, I agree. Bill I think O'Brien. they can beat it's anyone Bill. on any day. Just they can't right. do it three times in a row. Exactly. And that and that's what you have to do to get to a Super Bowl. So they're at the four. The Bills are at the five. The Bills. This is the thing. The Bills are a game behind New England uh, in the standings. At, or no. Yes, in the standings because we beat them today, and New England beat them in Buffalo. They go to Pittsburgh uh, next week, which is going to be a tough game. If they win that, then they go to New England, which I believe could be for the division. I don't know how well, the tiebreakers. Don't sleep on Buffalo and Pittsburgh are playing for who has home field in that. In oh wait, no, no they don't. No, play. Um, no they're just I, playing for yeah, the right to. <laughs> they're just playing for the right to not actually play yeah, yeah, Kansas yeah. City, which is important. Um, and then 
But it's Pittsburgh is there. But listen, Ryan Tannehill, they are on fuego. If the Bills knock uh, knock them off, then the Titans could slide into that spot. The Titans could even potentially sneak into the division now. Wait a second, I just realized something. What's that? Titans have eight wins. I'm betting against them for the next three weeks. They always (laughs) end up eight and eight. I'm telling you, they're playing well. No, because they they have finished over eight and eight before. They went to the playoffs. Mariota threw the touchdown. Not in my lifetime. Yes, Mariota threw the touchdown. Next week, wow. Oh, my God. They actually are going to go eight and eight. They play Houston twice in New Orleans. They're not going eight and eight. They play Houston at home next week. They're supposed to win, so they should lose, so they should win then. It's tough. But then they'll probably lose, but then they'll end up eight and eight. That game's definitely a tie. Uh, of all our <laughs> predictions on a tie. Raiders are now out of it. They dropped a bunch of pivotal games. Pittsburgh in there. Browns are pretty much knocked Brown, out of contention. It, no, it, it's just the Titans. And... Oh, Colts fell to the Bucks. They're pretty much dead. What a game that God, was. The Browns are dead. The Browns, the Cleveland Browns, they're not officially dead, but we're going to rule them. They're dead. No, yeah, they're dead for sure. And I called that in week two, so shout out, Jack. So talk to me about this uh, – about the Ravens game today, because yeah. I know you want to. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Floor is um, yours. Once again, 45 minutes deep in the podcast, first mention of Lamar Jackson. That's well, that's because we put the yeah. interview before. <laughs> Come on. Um, fair. So, game today. Listen, the win was brutal, um, and that's scary, because in December, in January, uh, not February, because the game's in Miami, but the January games. The wind has played a massive factor in Lamar throwing the ball the last two games. It's not like Garoppolo or Josh Allen had any success throwing the ball. It, it truly has been uh, brutal. We've played two very tough defenses who have kind of keyed in on the running game, used the weather to kind of hamper that. And Lamar, he wasn't great today. He made enough plays. He only 145 yards, but he had uh, three passing touchdowns. He had 40 on the ground. Our rush game struggled. We couldn't put the game away. But it's, I keep saying this, and I continue to say it. The best part of our team is actually the defense. Our defense has been incredible since we got Marcus Peters, played, Jimmy Smith played back. The Bills. We played the Bills. I know, but we played the Bills, but we held uh, San Francisco to 17. They scored 48 today. We held uh, the Rams to 6. We held Houston to 7. We played New England. They had 20. Russell Wilson only had 16 points like the defense has been spectacular they're making plays they're giving us short fields that is the key and that's why I feel comfortable when we get to the playoffs because I think Lamar could struggle I I really do so um, let me allow me to with all that being said allow me no go ahead Mm, is it a question or no no I I have a few questions okay allow me to interview you Okay. okay so question number one regarding the Ravens Bills game does it concern you in the slightest <clears throat> that the Philadelphia Eagles beat the Bills by more <laughs> than the Ravens did? Uh, it does not. It does not. Okay. Well, that's a little alarming. <laughs> well, it should. <laughs> Question 1B, since it's kind of an extension, does it concern you that you only put up 24 on them when the Eagles put up 31? Um... <sighs> That's a good question. I would say yes. I would like to see our offense putting up uh, more points. Okay, you're nervous. How Maybe. did you How did you guys beat them so bad? I think that's the question. It was um, through the run game, right, for the most part? Yeah, just just team football, man, you know. <laughs> and since want, then, since then what? have you won a game? Um, no. Three in a row, right? Seattle, New England. Yeah. I know. So, we, beat, we beat Chicago. We beat Chicago. 
True. Um, you were there. Okay, question two. Are you nervous that Tredavious White now holds the keys to the <laughs> NFL beating you, that he knows your entire playbook? Well, listen, unless there's a rule change that requires Lamar to wear white sleeves and white gloves for the rest of the season, I feel comfortable with our offense continuing. It's uh, Speaking of which, okay, we, we, we don't, no, get, we don't no. get political on this podcast at all, but I find it funny how a p- reporter or a commentator um, made an inappropriate comment about Lamar wearing um, or how the ball blends in, blah, 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 blah. So he comes out in a white shirt and uh, made a white, statement. white gloves and to make a statement didn't play well took it off and they won the game didn't didn't play well as relative uh we're definitely not going into that ravens are fine but tredavious white i don't know if you guys saw if you didn't um john harbaugh is butterfingers and the whole playbook for the ravens uh got blown onto the field by the wind big gust of wind i'll give it to him um, and Tredavious White. That's how up. windy it was. Right. I'm not sure if Tredavious White has a Sean McVay type memory where if he sees something once, he remembers it. But if I'm a Ravens fan, which I'm not, I'm a little worried. That's all I'm going to say. That's Fair all I'm going to say. The playbook's out there. If you see the Mike linebacker calling out plays the line of scrimmage, you got Tredavious White to thank for that. But the, listen, I digress. The- the path now goes hypothetically or theoretically or hopefully. I don't know the, the word, but it should go through Baltimore. <laughs> There's that Texas education. It should go through Baltimore. And right now, as it stands, we would only have to play either New England or Kansas City. We would get a shot at Houston, Buffalo, Tannehill, or Steelers at home, which I like the Ravens' chances. Look, win two games, go to Miami. Uh, it's a great position to be in. I think we beat the Jets. We probably lose to the Browns because, of course, um, which I would be fine with. And then we take care. We knock the Steelers out. We clinch the one seed. Uh, That's my ideal scenario. Yeah. um, My ideal scenario is the Ravens lose and the Eagles win. Okay. Uh, Speaking of the Eagles, Monday Night Football, Eli Manning starting. I am – so nervous not even a must win for the eagles which makes me want to throw up how crazy is that every week we play the dolphins we play the giants no we can lose this one (laughs) if you i love the Cowboys. i mean i'll continue to say i I, this is so frustrating do your whole thing about don't let us get in and then i i need to move on oh i just think that (laughs) (laughs) i can't even say this with a straight face i just think that historically speaking these very shitty divisions, someone has to win them eventually, right? Technically, yeah. Technically, someone has to win and get in the playoffs. Um, I don't have the tweet in front of me, and you're lucky I don't. But 2014, 2011, 2010, 2008, 500 or worse, a team has gotten in the playoffs, and because they played at home, they won a playoff game. Now, if the Eagles can beat Dallas in X amount of weeks, what, three weeks? Yeah. Oh, two weeks from today, actually. The Eagles can beat Dallas, they win the division. I think that beating Dallas and having a home playoff game is enough to get the wheels turning on this thing. Because I don't think talent is an issue with the team. Is that fair to say? Uh, that is fair to say. Especially if it's Seattle. I actually believe you guys will beat Seattle. If it's the Niners, I think you guys would lose. I think they're Jack, too good. Jack, what? what? I am praying to the heavens above. That Jimmy Garoppolo comes to Lincoln Financial Field Division. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. 
I mean, you saw it, how Russ was unimpressive. It was. It's really the offense now that's struggling, which is another weird thing. It was the defense for the whole season. Now it's the offense. And I am know. I rightfully scared to play Eli Manning tomorrow? Because I've been going back and forth in my head the entire week. Is he going to throw five touchdowns? Or is he going to throw five interceptions? Because there's no middle ground. It's one or the no. other. No. I, I mean, listen, he's got – you have to think they're going to put Daniel Jones back in uh, next week. Oh, uh, next week. Next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah next week. Yeah, DJ's yeah. already ruled out. And Eli does have a career record of, I believe, 146 and 146. You have to think he's got to finish with a winning record. Um, he's a – what? He's a loser. But he has two Super Bowls. Uh, Eagles – 31 Alshon Jeffrey zero catches Giants uh, 17 did you, just say the Barkley. did you just say the Philadelphia Eagles are going to score 31 points I don't think you understand how bad that defense is I also hey. don't understand how bad that offense is it's not I don't know okay I do think the Eagles are going to win um 30 to 17 I think 31 gets aggressive I think 30 is appropriate. <laughs> I was about to say I think 30 is appropriate 31 Put the bottle down. Before we go to college football playoff, I do need to give a shout-out to uh, my boys in Kansas City. That defense, Abe, you've been rocking with them all year. They go to the defending Super Bowl champions in New England, hold them to 16. I mean, shout-out the Kansas City Not even City that. Chiefs Their defense. defense has been playing well. It, it really plays. has. They're, they're, they're not letting the, other, the opponent score that much. They're playing well. They're finally turning a corner. Um, they've been waiting for it because they got Spagnola in the offseason. They brought in all these names, and in the beginning of the season – you jumped to the conclusion they were bottom three in the league when really they were. Jacket. They were okay. Stop. They were middle of the pack the entire time. They just weren't elite. Um, and then the defense was starting to be a little bit of a kryptonite later on. The offense got going. Now the defense is turning around. They're peaking at the right time. I, someone and said, like I said, the Ravens are peaking a little too early. Mm, I don't hate losing. Bottom line is, you row. do not want to play Kansas City right now. That's that's correct. That's or, or last in a month. Unless. In a month, you don't want to play them either. No, 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 for sure not. Um, all right, college football playoff real quick uh, because Abe and I are dying to state our allegiance for the Final Four. But first, your yes or no, did the committee get it right? LSU won, Ohio State the committee, The committee, oh, okay. I thought you meant the Final Four because the committee no, that was easy. The committee did no work for yeah. that. Did the committee get it right, LSU won, Ohio State 4? Nope, Absolutely. Nope, LSU won, Ohio State 2. What I say? Four. What? Whatever. That's not the point. Um, Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Four, cool. four, five top ten. It's actually crazy to think that Texas at one point was a top ten team in the country. Very. Um, because crazy. they finished what seven and five. Yep. Jeez. Um. But yeah, five top ten We're wins. Back. They've been the most complete team all year. Um. It's going to be exciting to see LSU rise to glory versus a glorified winner in Jalen Hurts. I think people are writing off Oklahoma a little too soon. I agree. I cool. think I've easy. <laughs> as you know, I've watched a ton of Big Twelve, specifically Oklahoma this year. Their defense has been improving week over week. It's no longer just an absolute faucet on the back end. Um, and obviously, with Hertz and Lincoln Riley, you can get the job done. LSU's defense has been somewhat shaky. I will say though, LSU's offense is—it's the best in the country. I and wasn't I, really sold on Joe Burrow. As an I've NFL, been telling as, people as an NFL quarterback, I thought I he mean, was just like college, he's the number great. one pick. He's yeah. He's, I mean, it depends who has the pick. I don't um, care. You pick him. If you're the Giants, you don't pick him. Uh, trade Daniel Jones and you pick him. I mean, Chase Young <laughs> is Chase Young. 
Yeah, but no, anyway, all right. Nonetheless, we'll get into a draft in a few months. Um, we both have Super Bowls to chase. The um, the the, <laughs> the drafts in Vegas. Should we go? The drafts in Vegas. Yeah. Huh. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, now I lost my train of thought. You got me on Vegas. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm Joe Burrow. I mean, that game against Georgia yesterday. Now, hypothetically, if LSU won a close game against Georgia, maybe Ohio State stays in that one spot. But, I mean, you could tell Ohio State was nervous about having to play Clemson right after they beat Wisconsin just because Coach O was saying, we don't care who it is, where it is, when it is, yeah. we'll be ready to go. Where Ryan Day and Ohio State was lobbying yeah, play because they knew they played a shitty first half against Wisconsin. Amazing second half. But, I mean, while, while, while we're on the subject, Snapback fam, you are listening to the number one Clemson Tigers podcast in America. Me and Jack are officially diehard Clemson Tiger fans. Why? Because neither of us in God's name know why anyone is calling, writing them off all year saying they haven't – this team hasn't lost a football game in two years. They're clicking at the right time. The best thing Trevor Lawrence did for Clemson was start off shaky because everyone it, it forgot was, about him. No, 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 it was throw like two interceptions on national television on a Thursday night before the NFL started. And all of a sudden, oh, he stinks and Clemson's horrible and they haven't beaten anyone. And that that's fine. When you beat teams by 87 points, like – Stop it. That offense is unbelievable. Dabo, they know what they're doing. Clem is Dabo, but okay. It, da, okay, Dabo. <laughs> um, listen, here's the thing about Ohio State. Ohio State is wicked talented across the board. They really are. They have the worst quarterback in the college football playoff. Which, which, is, which is crazy to think about. Because he's filthy. Uh, yes, he's, he's not a hundred percent, but in three weeks, he's I think very good. I think you'll get a hundred percent. Jay, I mean, his, Justin Fields, and I don't think it's the injury. His accuracy gets shaky at times, and I think what he's been facing has been he's been able to establish the run game. When a team sells out and and can slow J.K. Dobbins, he struggles. And I think obviously, you know, when quarterbacks don't have a run game, it's tough. But he's the worst quarterback in the playoff. Where in college football, where quarterbacks always, always are the superstars and the champions. It was Deshaun Watson. It was Lawrence last year in the championship. It's always the quarterback. Shout out Vince Young. It's always the quarterback. And you're the fourth best quarterback. It's tough to win. And I think, like you said, they've won 28 straight games. They're defending national champions. And people are talking about them like they're not good. Obviously, over the past two weeks, they've gotten a little press and love. And they're now favorites in the game. But... I mean, I think Clemson wins it. There is no doubt in my mind. There is no doubt in my mind. We're going to put them in the people's parlay. Speaking of which, people's parlay today, 0 for 4. Almost as as impressive as 4 now. If you faded us, you finally won. Yeah, so I told them to fade too. But there is no doubt in my mind they will be in the people's parlay come January 1st. Is that the game? No, they've moved it to the 28th. Um, Able being met equal, but... Uh, if I anyone can name Mexico. a town in on the west coast of Mexico, let us know because Abe doesn't know where he's going. Um, but but oh yeah, I, I, had, I had to wait. I lost. I my ADD kicked in, and I have a question. Do we have any idea why they call them the New Year's Six Bowl? They're not all on New Year's. <laughs> they used to play them on New Year's. Penn so. State's playing in the what bowl are we in? Cotton against Memphis. The, the no one cares bowl. The rather watch the local news for four hours bowl. Um. <laughs> And it's on the 28th. Like, who cares? That's not a New Year's 6th. Yeah. 
Uh, well, New Year's is on a weird date. I believe New Year's I on the same date every year, actually. On a don't don't do this. On a weird <laughs> you just day said it's week. on a weird on day. a weird day of the week, brother. Right. Um, but the twenty eighth, I guess, is a Saturday. Okay. So, um, yeah, I think Clemson definitely not definitely. I think Clemson's going to beat Ohio State, and then I think LSU Clemson will be a very good game. I I'm not ready. I'm to not say, sure that LSU wins that game. That, that me neither. Against but Oklahoma I, against Oklahoma. I, uh, I, I disagree. I, I haven't figured it out yet. It'll come to me, yeah, but I'm not writing off Oklahoma just yet. Jalen Hurts is way too much of a winner. Yeah. Um, four college fo- – how, how about this? He goes to four college football playoffs in his career. Uh, Alabama out, Jalen Hurts in. Georgia out, Justin Fields in. You kind of like to see that. Oh, and now, see that. But now we do miss out on our narrative, which is uh, Burrow versus Ohio State. And Fields potential, never got to potential play Georgia. Potential national championship. Huh? Potential Burrow versus Ohio State national championship. Right, right. But we missed two. I mean, we missed Alabama Hurts. We missed Georgia Fields. Like, that's our last dying hope for, for a great narrative game. Otherwise, LSU Clemson will just be like a dynamite championship. Right. I mean, I'm you got to think also, Clem- Ohio State not only has the worst quarterback, which isn't a knock to Justin Fields. It's no, just, not at all. Just the other quarterbacks are unbelievable. They probably have the worst coach, too. Um, don't do dare say anything about him, Coach O. Da- Co- Coach O, Dabo, and, uh, and and Lincoln, Lincoln? Yeah, yeah, and that's the worst fair. coach. So yeah, you heard it here first. The game already happened. Ohio State lost. <laughs> um, Makes yes. me happy as a Penn State fan. Yes. Um, all right, fam. I hope you guys enjoyed a little longer inter- uh, episode, but really fun interview with Trayvon and then our week 14 recap college football stuff. Abe, best of luck to you in fantasy when we get on Thursday. I hope that your Mitchell Trubisky jersey has arrived in Philly. I'm hoping. I am currently projected to win by, I'm not going to try and do the math, but it's in between five and six. <laughs> And never forget, Kyler Murray, eight-point swing will be the difference. All right, peace out, family. Peace.